Hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being back on Black Canvas. This is season seven. We have an amazing band that we're going to be talking about today, which is Nights Like Thieves. If you guys have not heard of this band before, you're going to be introduced to one of the leads, Mr. Mario Rivera, and he is amazing. And we're going to learn a lot about what started with the band, the music, and a lot of fun stories as we go along. Nights Like These is a melodic emo punk rock alternative band based out of Southern California featuring four musicians with a long-standing history in the punk slash rock scene in both Southern California as well as New Mexico. Their sound varies from an upbeat melodic vibe and a slower, more rhythmic and emotionally charged pace. The lyrical content is a prevalent factor in what defines the Nights Like Thieves catalog. Through the combined years of experience of all band members, they function like a well-oiled machine on stage. And now how they bring an impressive and engaging live performance to the stage. And we just love Nights Like Thieves. I love them. And we're just glad to have Mr. Mario here with us on the show. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank that. you for having me. This is awesome. And great, and great intro, too. Well, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have some fun because I have some questions based on some titles that you might actually recognize. So this might be a fun one for you. And I want you to give me the first response. So it's going to be like kind of rapid fire questions. And whatever comes to mind, just tell me what you're thinking. All right. So the first Sounds question good. I have for you is uh-huh. these days. So can you tell our listeners, how has life changed for you since the start of the pandemic? And how have you been able to remain engaged with your fans? So, okay, that's a good one. Uh, The pandemic. Well, since we were stuck inside the house for, what, almost a year? (laughs) Pretty much. um, We kind of took a break from the band, but um, we've been working on songs. So we have like Right now we have like 30 songs that are not released. So we just keep writing on our own and we would do things, sending it through email and whatnot. And during the pandemic, we had five songs um, that we were working on. um, And that's what came out with the EP, The Forgotten. So during the pandemic, we actually put out an EP and we still got to work on stuff just through, um, through the internet. And so we did that. And during that period of time, too, I also did a lot of covers uh, on my own. So I have like a little studio set up downstairs and I would cover bands like Thursday, Jimmy Eat World, Saves a Day at the Drive-In. I did a Smashing Pumpkins cover um, and Unwritten Law. I did a bunch of bands where I would play all the instruments and I would make these music videos and covers of these songs, but kind of do it my own way. So that kept us busy and that kept us still putting out content. And aside from that, I would just, um, con- we were just working on our EP, which we released on May 8th of 2020. And that EP, we actually had um, Sonny Sandoval from the band POD was featured on it. And we had Scott Sellers from the band Rufio was featured on it, amongst some other um, singers and stuff too. We kind of wanted to, I wanted to put out an EP you know how rappers do it where they always have features on it. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of did that with our, our release of the forgotten during the pandemic in 2020. 
And um, if you listen to a lot of our older stuff, you'll notice a difference in, in production value because I used to mix and master all our previous EPs and everything from Better Late Than Ever um, the never going forward. We've been working with this guy named Joe Marsh from the UK, who's incredible. So now he he's like kind of plays our producer, uh, mix engineer and master, and he he's been absolutely killing it. So if you hear all the previous stuff, you'll you'll notice a change in production. But yeah, we 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 stayed busy through the pandemic, and then there's moments too that we would get together, and and just go through songs and stuff here at my house keeping it safe but uh yeah that's that's pretty much what we did we just kept pushing through but the pandemic yeah the pandemic like definitely made it hard and uh it was weird because coming back after the pandemic playing shows again it was just like it didn't feel like it was a year you know i think it was like a year and a half until we played a show again after the pandemic so um but yeah it, it was hard to come back a little bit um people were still kind of sketchy about going out and stuff but now it feels like it's kind of getting back to normal which is great it is great. And it kind of goes with my next question for you, a toast to new beginnings. So if you could use one word to describe the year 2022, what word would you choose? And the second part of that is, what is one goal on your bucket list that most people will be shocked to hear? One word to describe 2020. Um, house arrest, vacation <laughs> or vacation. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 2020 was, uh, very odd. I could describe it in many words, I guess. Um, but let me see here. If I had, let's try the year 2022. What do you think about describing this year? 2022 is definitely a comeback. <laughs> um, I guess reinvention. Um, and then the one thing, the one goal we had for 2022 um is for our for our band was to release a new single and video for the year and uh expand our audience play bigger shows which we, we which we have been doing so the last since january every two months we've been releasing a new single and video and we actually got to open up for the band lit their record release show which was the biggest show that nights like thieves has played as nights like thieves so far um, so that was pretty exciting and we're just keep, keep moving forward, um, writing a lot and yeah, just keep pushing it. Congratulations on it. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It was, it was so awesome. We actually just played that last weekend at the house of blues in Anaheim. And I think there was like over almost 3000 people there. Wow, man. So it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty, I think, I think the venue holds 3600 and it was i mean i didn't count each individual person but there was people in the balconies and <laughs> the whole floor was packed so it, it was see, that, that's where i need to go and see you and being a match pit just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah cool if we could play more shows like that i mean that's that's kind of the goal we want we want to just go out there we want to do a, a, a tour too we, we've toured a lot but they're just little satellite tours. We call them call them satellite tours when they're just like kind of four or five day runs. Mm -hmm. And uh, but we want to really do like a long tour and and see if we can get an opportunity to jump on with a bigger band that already has a crowd. Because for us, when we book shows, but we do it all ourselves and we're playing, nobody really knows who we are yet. You know what I mean? 
Well, that's why I love this platform as well, because hopefully there'll be, even if it's only five to 10 more people who can share it with someone else, you just never know. That's how you build a following with, with music for sure. People just knowing about you and sharing your music. So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. One person can make a huge, t- I mean, we, we get stoked just having one new person reach out to us and that hears of our band. And, you know, we've been doing this for six years. Um, and it's really hard when we were younger in our older bands, you know, um, I had a band in, in New Mexico and I, cause I came from Albuquerque, New Mexico to San Diego and my old band was called left unsaid. And we did very well for ourselves. We got to open up for uh, bands like the Deftones, bad religion, uh, the offspring. We opened up for red hot chili peppers. We opened up for like tons of like the punk rock bands that came to town. And we started getting a lot of attention through major labels and stuff, but this is, this is many, many, many years ago. We did the Warp Tour. I had a few bands that we toured the Warp Tour and did all that stuff. So, you know, moving to San Diego from Albuquerque, um, I moved here seven years ago and starting this band in 2016. It's just like we're starting all over again from the beginning. And music's so different now. The whole industry is completely different now. And it's just not what it was when we were young kids doing this. You know what I mean? But the great thing about the music industry is they always have a resurgence of music that comes back into the fold. And I feel like we're going to start to see that with especially the emo punk rock phase. I feel like that can definitely start again. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what we're hoping for, because, you know, I've been playing the style of music for over 20 years (laughs) So it's funny because a lot of people are like, oh, your band, you guys kind of remind me of the nostalgic, like, emo, uh, screamo, pop punk sound. I'm like, yeah, you know, we've been doing this since the, since the late 90s, early 2000s. So that will kind of date us a little bit. <laughs> but, but, yeah, we're still charging it and, and, and pushing through. Y'all doing a good job, I tell you. I mean, I really love it. And, I mean, when you talked about smashing punk, and, I mean – that alone is enough to just get me excited. But I love like Green Day. Um, I love Corn. I love Nirvana. I mean, yeah, some amazing course. music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we grew up in all that. We grew up in in a lot of those all like alt rock bands, and then uh, got into like you know the punk rock stuff, so, like No Effects, all the Fat Record bands, Epitaph bands, and then got into like the I got into the old school emo bands. Um, like At the Driving is one of my ultimate favorite bands. Drive Like Jehu, um, Cap and Jazz. There's just so many. Um, Real, Sunny Day Real Estate's another one. And there's just so many great bands from the past. And I really hope that style of music kind of revives itself a little bit. Well, that's my hope as well. I mean, y'all will be a great front-running band because lo- I'm telling you, the music is great, y'all. So if y'all haven't heard it at the end, Thank y'all you. need to listen for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. So now I'm going to go a little personal for you in this next question because Mario and I kind of talked before and we kind of talked about his relationship. So this next question, I think is a fun one. It's called Slow Dance. So what is one song that you would (laughs) pick to be your first dance at your wedding reception? (laughs) Out of ours? Out of our songs? Any song in the world. You get to choose anyone. Oh, any song. Hmm, That's a hard one. But as a slow dance, for a slow dance, it would have to be Explosions in the, a song from Explosions in the Sky <laughs> because their songs go forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want that dance the, the, the last long, right? 
<laughs> um, or it could be something fun. I don't know. A post. I, I really like Post Malone. So um, let's see. What's a, what's a good Post Malone? Well, congratulations. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now, will you have your band perform at the wedding? You know what's funny is I'm actually engaged. I've been engaged to my fiance for the almost three years now, and um, we we I've always said you know because um, we were like well, we got engaged in 2019, then the pandemic hit. And we just kind of been working on our house and stuff, and we're like, do we really need to spend a bunch of money on a huge wedding? We're like, let's just throw a party. And I was like, yeah, I could have some of my friends' bands play or I could try to reach out. I mean, I think it would be awesome to get bands play. I would want to have like a mini ramp skate ramp. <laughs> just make it all crazy. She, she's just been telling me, she's like, let's just go through the Vegas drive-thru because uh, they have like the wedding drive-thru windows, which are kind of silly. Or she's like, or let's go get married by Elvis and we'll just have a huge party at the house and ha- invite our close friends and family, which I think is a, a better idea. But um yeah, I would definitely want to have bands play and make it like a rock show. I don't know if we would play it, but I'd have our friends' bands play it. Okay, now I got a really, this is a controversial question, but we'll see how you answer this one. Now, who in the band, if you could choose one person to give a speech, who would you give the mic to? Um, it'd probably have to be me because the other guys are pretty quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um but if i a speech on what's the topic though um like you know like when you have like your best man gives a speech or oh um i would probably say our guitar player matt or i don't know that's a hard one because i think when when you know when people meet us matt's very quiet at first but he's so funny once you get to know him steve is I, i don't know did you ever watch our um did you ever watch on our YouTube? We did an animated series where it's kind of like Beavis and Butthead where we watch other bands' music videos, but it's animated and it's like us as cartoons, basically. And No, but I will check it out now that you mentioned it for sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we, did six, we did about 15 or 16 episodes. And um, so I, I do video production for a living. I, I actually shoot music videos for tons of bands. I do all our own content. Um, like all the nights like these music videos I do, I do all our graphics. So I, I do this for a living. And we came up with an idea that at, at band practice, after we'd practice, we'd sit down with a microphone and we'd watch other bands' music videos and comment through them. And we wanted to do this to not only like promote our band, but to promote other bands as well. And so um, we did a, for three months, every Monday we'd release a new episode and so we would have these like cartoon versions of ourselves in the in the set, like the style of Beavis and Butthead reviewing uh, music videos. Oh man, I'm about to so, check that out definitely after this interview. I'm gonna definitely check it out for sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. So you could you could hear our personalities in the in that video. So it would be kind of hard. I think I don't know to pick one person. It would be kind of really difficult because they're all kind of have their own person. They're all pretty funny in their own way. And and good speakers, uh, but I love I love more that you're being diplomatic. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so if I pick Matt, actually Matt doesn't really talk much. Even in the video series, he'll say like one or two words through the whole episode. So it's probably Steve or Kiyoki, uh Out of Steve and Kiyoki, probably Steve. 
I'll pick Steve. Steve. Steve's been the original member of Nights Like These with me from the very, very start of it. So, um, I'll, yeah, I'll pick Steve. All right. See, I, I made him narrow it down, you guys. He was like, no, I don't want to pick, but I made him pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took me five minutes to get to the person. <laughs> now, I have another one for you. I collide. So how do you guys keep things centered and grounded with having different personalities and different roles in the group? And is there one person that keeps everyone calm if y'all ever have like a disagreement? Yes. Yeah, so I would be that. So in the beginning of this band for the last, uh, I would say four years, I wrote everything. I, I drove the band. Um, I put everything into this. Um, and now we got Matt who is, um just amazing this guy writes so many songs i can't even keep up with them like every week he's like here's a new song so he adds so much to the band and he's um you know he's put a lot into the change of our music and stuff like all the new stuff matt wrote like most of the music and then we'll we'll collaborate together like i'll structure the song and then we work on lyrics together and everything else i mean there's still songs that i would like write completely and send to the band but we all work matt and i are are the ones who really collaborate the most out of the band in the songwriting now um steve actually wrote a a one song and it was the first song when the band first started we threw we put it in the back burner and we just released it six years later it's called distraction um but matt and i are the ones who really kind of uh, do all the writing and collaborate the most together on this. And then we'll bring Steve and Kiyoki in. Um, as far as like everything else, I kind of run the band. Um, I do all the, the creative side of things. I run all the social media stuff. I act like a PR. I do all the booking. Um, and if there's any kind of ever dispute in the band, we don't really ever get in any disputes. Like we've never been in one. Uh, previously with previous band members, there's been some heavy disputes. Uh, our band's been through eight different members in the last six year with Steve and I sticking as the originals. Um, so, but now it's, it's pretty smooth sailing the last two years with Kiyoki and Matt and Steve and I, it's been, it's been really nice. And even when we go on the road, there's never tension that's, we, we get along, we have open communication we work really uh, hard and really well together. I love to hear that because I feel like, as you mentioned with bands, a lot of times egos can definitely play a huge role when maybe there's one person who's the lead or if there's someone who's used to um, maybe taking more of a leadership role in a lot of other aspects. And you may have people, I'm not saying that they're jealous of that person, but they might want to expand more into what they can give for the band itself and I think that's why having um collaboration sitting down discussing where do you want the band to go what is the direction and in in respect is a major component of just hey that person you may not agree with the view but at least hearing it out letting them get that out there because it may be something that you never thought of that might be helpful in the direction of marketing or sharing your group from a different direction so I love that y'all are able to talk things through and it hasn't been any conflict because when you finally find that you know niche and in, in the band where you feel like everyone is connected, then the music will definitely flow just as well. Oh yeah, and th- this yeah we work super well together, and, and it's it's awesome. I even encourage them. I'm like, 
um, hey, if you guys want to like do more, you know, like do it, like, but they're like, no, you're, you're, you're good with what you're doing. Like we, we trust you. And like, I, I'll come up with ideas and stuff and we have a group text. So we'll like, Hey, what do you guys think about this? And then we'll all like, I like this one the best, you know, like especially I, um, singles and album covers when I design those stuff like that. And then, um, you know, they're like, Oh, I like this one and that we, we, no, we collaborate very, very well together and it's great. Like there's never tension and, we're on the we're on the same page um so which is really a big thing if you're not on the same page with each other um your band's not going to really work out for your with the goals you have and then throughout the years you know we've been through so many people and a lot of issues we've had with all our previous members is they didn't want to tour and and they didn't really want to put the work in and so you know it's 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 nice to actually have um a group of individuals that are that are all in it together that's right and i think that makes you guys not only stand out but it's going to help you moving forward when you do reach another pinnacle of success in your career y'all remember how it started and just be able to stay remain humble as you start to grow even bigger and bigger Right. It's like uh, Taking Back Sunday would say there's no I in team, right? Is that, isn't that the song? <laughs> Wait, no, is that, is, that the, is that what they said? Yeah. I forget. I'm not sure about that one, but <laughs> I had a joke when you said that, but I'm not going to say it because this is, they do have younger people on the show who listen. So I'm like, there was a joke, if you remember, um, Shaquille O'Neal mentioned on Kobe Bryant's funeral. You may have to go back and look at it, but it was hilarious. I was like, this is like... <laughs> I did. I did watch that. Okay, well, go go back and listen to the joke when he talked about team. <laughs> it, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I mean, yeah, being in a band, it's it's not. I mean, it just depends what you want to do with it. Some people just want to be in a band, create songs, have fun with their friends, you know, keep it local. And some people want to just kind of push it to that next level and see how far they can go with it. And you know, we've been in bands mainly our whole lives. I've been in. Yeah, since I was a little, little kid, I've been touring and in bands and stuff, and I just love it so much. So regardless if this band ever takes off and does something more, um, I'll always continue to do music, and I think everybody else will, too. I love that. Well, you're doing great. Like I said, I I love what y'all are doing, but I want to go into a different direction with this next question. So the title of this one is The Forgotten. So do you sometimes feel that the music that you guys are releasing when we talk about emo rock music is misunderstood by others? And the second part of that question is, can you tell me what actually came into creating this name, Nights Like Thieves? Yes. Um, so the music we play, I don't, I don't know if, it, so the, the style of music we play, it's not like, it's something that's just breaking and brand new. It's been around forever. And so I think for us, the problems with us is that we've been doing the style of music for so long that now we're kind of like, for people that know the emo style, punk rock, uh, pop punk genres, that's why a lot of people always say, oh, it reminds me of like the nostalgic 2000, in the early 2000s style of the emo bands. Um, so we're, it's hard to, and I know like nowadays there's a lot of modern, more pop punk songs, which still have those elements of this nostalgic early 2000s sound, but it's like, now what's big is kind of like the, have you heard like the emo sad boy rap stuff that's like popping mm-hmm. off like Lil Peep's one of them. And 
I see bands kind of incorporating that stuff with the old sound. I think nowadays it's it's like what we're trying to do is we, we play music that we love, but we try to put our own sound to it and, and try to change it up, a, you know, so it's a little more modern. It's a little more unique, but we still have trouble falling back into that nostalgic sound. So now we're just playing with new ideas and trying to see something that we could do just to, so we're, we have like our unique, we want to be a band that like when you hear it, you're like, oh, that's nights like these, instead of being like, is this this band or is it this band? You know, like no matter what you do, you're always going to have someone saying, oh, it sounds like this and that and that. And we get that all the time. People will give us like 10 different bands, but the bands they give us is cool. Like we've had people say, oh, it sounds like if like Saves a Day was like, mixed with deftones and i'm like that's cool <laughs> you know like um so you could hear definitely hear all our influences of bands we like in our our music um so yeah i mean it's i don't know i think for the question was if, if the sound's forgotten or un, not understood i think our music's understood i just think we're just a little dated um and we're trying to kind of change that up a little bit and trying to work and try to bring other elements that we didn't do before just to kind of give us a more unique sound um but still carries that old old school feel um the and the way we got the band nights like thieves the name um so when this band first started i i just wrote down like 40 different names that i thought sounded really cool um not any meaning really behind it but for Nights Like Thieves, I thought of that one because you ever go to a show and, you know, there's always kind of this one band that sticks out and you'll be like, they steal the show. Um, so that's what the name kind of came to my head. I forget what show I went to. But I was like, that band, they just stole the show. Um, so that's kind of Nights Like Thieves resonates to me like that because that's the type of band that I want to be. I want to be a band that when you go, you'll remember us and be like, that band was sick. They stood out. They killed it. You know what I mean? Um, at the drive-in was a band like that for me. When I first saw at the drive-in, uh, I was at, with AFI. I think they played with AFI. I was just like, those guys stole the show. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what Nights Like Thieves is, um, I think, came from. And it just sounds really cool. <laughs> it does. And that's what I wanted to kind of commend you on which your the band name is amazing but i just want to just let you know i never compare you guys to other artists and so that is a sign of an amazing band when i don't say oh that's like paramore or that's like all american rejects or that's like this i feel like y'all have a lane that's separate and apart then so i've never when i listen to your music well, thank I've you never said oh well it reminds me of these five different bands so that's that's a good thing yeah Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have our own sound and, you know, it's, but it still touches, you know, the, the, the nostalgic, nostalgic sound. I mean, people, it's funny because when people do mention that to us, they name us different bands all the time. So, which is a good sign because if they're, if everybody was like, oh, you sound like Blink-182 every time, we'd be like, okay, we got to change something up <laughs> because everybody keeps telling us we sound like Blink-182 we don't. So, Whenever we hear people say things, they can't get it right. They're like, oh, it sounds – we do get, um, like, um, what's, what's one of the bands we get a lot? Actually, yeah, it just goes all over the board, to be honest. People mm – -hmm. I think generally, too, is people that don't really know the style of music that we play. Because we've had some people say they'll, – they'll pick the, the most mainstream band with that sound. So 
I've, we've had people be like, it's kind of like um, Blink-182 and like the Foo Fighters. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, that's cool. But like, that's just because they know of like those rock bands on that mainstream level. And they don't really know the other underground bands that we grew up listening to. So, but yeah, I, I appreciate that. I mean, that's, that's what we're trying to do. We, we definitely want to be a band that if it pops on the radio, because there's certain bands that you just like hear that pops up and you can tell right away. Like Post Malone, right? You hear Post Malone's voice, you know that's Post Malone, no matter what kind of song he's singing in. Um, but now there's a lot of people that are trying to emulate that. Right. It's kind of like the T-Pain effect, I like to call um, it, of like, yeah, when he first started. Sure. I mean, you never even, people didn't even like auto-tuning. And auto-tuning's been going on for a while, but you just never thought about right. it until he created a lane that people like, oh, I want to do this now. Now you have all these different apps like Voicey and these other ones where you can auto-tune yourself and you can sound similar to, even T-Pain, I think, came up with an app, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did. And T-Pain's a really great singer. (laughs) Like, T-Pain doesn't need auto-tune. That guy's a good singer. It's like, um, who else too? Like Q-Tip from A Tribe Called Quest. You hear Q-Tip's voice, you know exactly who that is. So I, I listen to a lot of hip hop. Right. I like R and B. I like hip hop. I like metal bands. I listen to everything. So, um, and there's certain artists that I just hear. And you're just like, oh, I know who that is. Ozzy Osbourne. You hear Ozzy's voice. You know Ozzy's right, right. Who, who it is right away. So that's that's kind of how I want our band to be. Like people can hear us and be like, oh, I know exactly who that is. <laughs> I love that. So speaking of inspirations i have a question i ask all my guests so this is if you could give your younger self one piece of advice what would you tell to your younger self and i want you to choose an actual age Hmm. so i started getting serious in bands and trying to pursue uh music hard when i was 15 um because actually my first band is when I was 11 years old. Um, and let's see. So I would, let me pick 16. I would say to just keep going and um, don't give up and actually um, get on the road. <laughs> that's, that's it. I would sit, tell myself, you know, try to try to find a group of, individuals who are on the same page and tour as much as you can um i, I think that's great advice though because i think a lot of people have a big fear of doing that well tour. nowadays it's different though so I'm, I'm thinking back if i went back to when i was 16 because touring is was you had to do that um and i did when i was a kid but i didn't really start touring more until i was i think in my early 20s um, but when you're, see, it's different now because music's different. All you have to do now, uh, it seems like, you know, artists are getting big off TikTok and social media and, and just off like a hook, you know, it's not even really about touring anymore because, well, I mean, you don't get me wrong. You need to tour, but, um, I think nowadays with bands and artists making it, it's more on social media. And I think once they build their following on social media, then they, they're going to get people to come and help them with touring. And then they're going to be able to sell out because they already built a name for themselves online. So if I was going to, so 
if I'm going back to when I was 16, which was the nineties, <laughs> you know, we're older, we're, we're in our thirties and forties in this band. So, um, and we're still going for it, but I think if I had to give uh, advice to younger people that are doing it nowadays, I would say be consistent with what you post on social media, really push it, take time into trying to write the best songs you possibly can. I would say pick some of your favorite artists and songs that are out there that you love and kind of use that as a structure and emulate it in some way, but making it your own. Um, and get creative with it, with what you're posting out there to grab attention. Don't jump into what everybody else is doing. Even though I know some of those things you kind of have to, like TikTok has certain trends that grabs people's attention, but try to just be unique and be yourself. I think is what I would say. I love that as well. I think you being unique is what I stand for in this show is that I want people to be authentic, to talk about their experiences to grow from past experiences. And I think like, as you mentioned, yes, social media plays a huge role, but it also could be like a double-edged sword that if you are just reliant 100% on the backing of the fans, what happens if the fans cancel you or they, they're going in a different direction where they're looking for something different, then you're going to be changing for the rest of your life to meet the mold of what, right, quote unquote, you believe your audience wants. But I think like as a musician, especially a real artist, you sometimes have to change your style for you first, but that your fans, if they love you, they're going to love the story that you're telling more than just all of the music you're releasing. Because there's, I can tell you, there's some albums I remember when I was younger. I was like, why did I like this album so much? But I was actually invested in the artists in right. their life and what they were doing more than the music. And I think music is important of course, but when you really love the person and what the message that they're they're sending, that almost supersedes just the, the songs themselves. And I think like you can start to really look at the, the lyrical content of songs and what are you really trying to get me to understand? And I'm going to use an example, um, Celine Dion, which I think all of us, of course, know Celine Dion. She wrote a song called Courage, and it was right. after her husband um, passed away. And I just remember reading the lyrics to it, and it was just such an impactful song. Before I actually watched the video, I was like, wow, these lyrics are something like I've never heard before. And she did it in such a way, and the way she sings, you, you feel like each word is connecting to a certain part of your soul. And so when I, I actually, being a counselor, I've used this before. I've actually used the lyrics to certain songs. And I printed this out before and just handed it to people and asked them to read it. Just read the lyrics. And not even talking about it in depth, just reading it. And you can really build such a connection with someone else when they can feel the same thing or similar to what you're feeling. and Or they can maybe see something in a lyric that you didn't see. And then you can just have an in-depth conversation about how did you feel after hearing and experiencing this? So I want you to know, Mario, what you guys are doing, even if you did a stripped down version of your songs, that the lyrics are what people are connect, going to connect with with you guys more than just the song. Right, exactly. And that's, that's, that's what we do is we try to make, even though it could be personal to us, we try to make it relatable to anyone that can, they can tell their own story from it. Um, and yeah, that's what we thrive to do that a lot. 
a hundred percent. And I agree too. You have to be, you have to be true to yourself and you have to be doing this because you're passionate and you love it. Like people, there's people out there that play music just because it's hot, right? And it's a trend and they jump on these bandwagons and that's not what it's about. You'll never succeed being that way. You always have to be authentic and you always have to keep true to yourself and do it because you love it. A hundred percent. That's why when I see these like people on TikTok and these, when I brought up the, the trends, the TikTok trends, I was just like, oh, and like, we'll do stuff where we kind of mock it because I think it's so silly and it doesn't, it doesn't seem authentic. It just seems like they're doing this just to, to get out there and jump on the bandwagons in hopes of getting noticed. And we try to stay away from stuff like that. Well, I promise you, I love what the message you guys are portraying. And that's why I gravitated to even reaching out because I feel like that to me reminds me of my childhood and I'm an 80s baby. So just going through that experience of seeing how rock music has changed, um, just seeing how people connect with with music videos differently now. Right. Yeah. And, th and that's one thing. I, I don't know if you've watched any of our music videos, but um, yeah, we, we like to have fun with our videos. Um, I don't know if you ever get a chance, watch our music video for the song I Collide. And I put us in like 37 different famous movie scenes from like the 80s to the 2000s. So you'll recognize it. It looks like we're actually in the movie scenes. Um, oh, man. Hey, I need to see that video. I oh, have seen some of your videos, but I didn't see that one yet. Yeah, we, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite videos I've done um, for us. It, it's, I did it back in 2017 or 2018, but... Oh, it's such a fun video. And you'll be like, I know that movie. I recognize that movie. I think a lot of the newer, uh, I don't, I don't say the minute. What is it? The, what are they called? What are they, what are the, the generation called for the, for now? Is it, is it Gen, Gen Z, Z, I believe? Or something? Is Z or yeah. one of them. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're around the same age. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a fun video. But for, for kids nowadays, though, if I had, yeah, if I had to say anything, I would just say, you know, do what you love, be passionate about it, keep true to yourself and, and have, you got to have fun with it. That's the main thing. You have to have fun and enjoy it. You know, writing music and it's an outlet. It's fun. It's an art. It's, it's a way to express yourself. And you're always going to be inspired by other musicians, other bands. I mean, that's, that's part of it. It's kind of like your role model, you know? Absolutely. So I do want to talk about two videos that I did watch that I thought were great. Um, Distraction, which y'all just released, I think it was about maybe three weeks or so ago. Yes, yes. Love that one. And I do love when y'all did Follow Light. Yes. <laughs> that was really cool, too. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, yeah, Follow Light was um, a song I wrote. I had someone close who was, uh, who was you know, addiction was really heavy on them. And they dropped everything for their, you know, their drug of choice. So that's what that song was about. And the video, as I used my fiance and our good friend Maria in the video, and I had them just doing drugs through the whole thing. And then aliens come and abduct them and, then, and bring them up to space. It was like human rehabilitation center and they they like straighten them out and at the end of the video they're like sober clean nice girls like reading a book on the couch it was kind of we wanted to do something that was just off the wall and just crazy 
so that's what that video is pretty much is about is just basically <laughs> turning your life around and be, you know, <laughs> turning to sobriety. Um, and we just did it in a fun, silly way, visually and distraction. Um, we did, I wanted to make that look like an old nineties, like style, early two thousands pop punk video, because like, you'll notice like the camera shots are very straight and just like on tripods and just but a lot of old music videos in the punk rock days, their videos are kind of shot like that. So that's why we shot that. But I, for the lyric, I took, uh, you are nothing but a distraction, just go away. And I came up with this idea of um, having us like we're playing in like our apartment and the downstairs neighbor is so fed up with us playing loud that she was like a witchcraft black magic voodoo girl. And she reads a book of like how to do voodoo. <laughs> And she creates voodoo dolls of us and just messes us up through the, through the video. So it was, it was a pretty fun video. <laughs> it was. It was really fun. <laughs> so, so Mario, but, I got two more questions for you. If you're ready for the last two. Yes. All right. So the first one is, um, how can our listeners find you online? And what is next for you guys? So you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp. We're on every streaming platform, wherever you listen to Deezer, Amazon Music. We're on every single one. Just search for Nights Like Thieves. And remember, it's N-I-G-H-T-S. Because a lot of people mistake our band when they hear Nights Like Thieves. They think of like a medieval night or something. So uh, yeah, you could just search for us, Google us. We're everywhere. You'll find us. And what's next is that we're um, we're still we're releasing our next single is called Sorry, and that's gonna come out on August fifth, I believe. And then we're we're releasing, like I said, we, this year we've been releasing a um, a single song and new music video every two months. So that's going to continue happening. And um, I think for next year, we, we might even just do like a collective full length. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're working on doing uh, a tour with a well-known band, but I can't say who yet because I don't want to jinx it and it's not completely confirmed. But we have an opportunity to do a big tour with a bigger band um that a lot of people know of and so hopefully that happens and yeah we're just going to keep pushing we're going to keep trying to get out there and um releasing new music and hopefully tour hopefully we could tour all of the u.s and get out of the country as well well i'm gonna definitely keep positive spirits and thoughts out there for you guys i think that y'all are amazing i'm just uh, you're welcome. I'm just well, so thank glad you. that you decided to be on the show, and hopefully, I'll get to hear you guys perform um, on yes. the show Space Between, which I would love to hear some of your music performed if y'all are open to it. Oh, that would be amazing! Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome, and I really, we really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely! This is great absolutely. what you're doing for bands. So, um, you know, having these kind of platforms and stuff is amazing, and and I really like what you're doing, and. Yeah, it's, you're, you're helping out a lot of undiscovered bands and you're doing a good thing. So thank you. Oh, no problem. Anytime you need me, just let me know and I will definitely have you on so we can have you on as many times as you would like. Awesome. That sounds great. Okay. So 
maybe we could maybe we could do an episode where you're on with us for the uh watch this with nights like thieves (laughs) it's funny because we have you know we we stopped doing it we stopped doing it a while ago because it's a lot of work um it would take me at least eight hours to animate and edit everything together and a little downfall for us like a lot of the bands that we we put on there weren't sharing it and they and it was like you know we're we're putting a lot of work. We did it for free for other stuff. So we wanted to get out there so the bands can get heard and promote us as well. So, um, but it took a time away from writing and stuff too. So we kind of put it on the back burner for now, but there's a lot of episodes on there and we do have some live. Um, we have some live videos as well on our YouTube, a bunch of stuff. So I encourage everybody to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, all that stuff. And uh, yeah. We'll be, we'll be cranking things out for you. Awesome. Well, yeah, I would love to be on there. If you want to put me on, I'm, I'm definitely open to it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's like I said, it's been a while since we've done it, but I always think of like, should we bring it back? It's just, it's, it, I'm sure you understand. It's like how you do with, with, with this. It's a lot of work um, and it takes time, you know? So it's, and with everything else, we're such a DIY band. We do everything ourselves. We do our, PR everything everything we do ourselves and so I'm constantly just on the computer promoting uh right doing just my day is full aside from my work from my my real job work too as well so <laughs> it's, it's a lot going on <laughs> well Mario I totally understand it like I'm in the same boat so I totally get it and that's why I wanted to have you on and I want our listeners to remember to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, we really appreciate you, Mario. I really appreciate you so exactly. much. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Well, talk to you soon. And when you're ready to rock it out, we want to hear it. <laughs> All right. Definitely will. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. Okay. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.